Welcome to Evolving Door, the podcast where I interview guests about the moments in their lives that have really moved them forwards, where they had a significant shift in their thinking, their awareness, and their understanding about life in all its various aspects. Join me and expect to be enlivened, enriched, and inspired on your personal journey of evolution. Back everybody, we're here on the second part of the interview with Matt Wakeham. We're going to dive straight back in. He's just coming to a point in his life where so many different things are starting to, uh, the cracks are starting to show. And in this second part, we're really going to dive deep on his evolution and his growth into the beautiful and wonderful version of himself that he is today. So let's go straight back in. I think this is how we started. It's an ongoing, unraveling, um, Ravenel. Um, it sounds like a terrible pun. I'm, it wasn't meant to be. Um, it, it's uh, I. I've had some breakdowns in 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 various forms, and I think it, you know I I help. I think we've talked earlier. So it's like we talked about my. You talked about. So was the weight training an idea of masculinity? And it's, mm. it's funny. I was just talking to my mother about the, <laughs> about uh, uh, a um. I was talking to my mother about therapy. You're supposed to talk to Beckham therapy about your mother, aren't you? But anyway, <laughs> I was talking to my mother about, <laughs> tell me about your mother. Um, I, I remember having this, re- this realisation in therapy that I, I was doing a lot of martial arts at the time, exter- very hard uh, external forms. I, I practised um, Southeast Asian martial arts, um, a, a mix of that, um, out, and Jeet Kune Do, the, the style of... Uh, martial arts that Bruce Lee had created because I was very influenced by him as a child. Um, I, you know, I thought Into the Dragon was just amazing, but also like I was also doing strength training because, you know, I grew up in the 80s. So, you know, child of the 70s, the 80s, Bruce Lee was my hero. Arnie yeah. was my hero. Stallone was my hero. All these 80s, ide- these, 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 these images, these overblown steroid pumped Superheroes. masculinity uh they're not they weren't even i mean it's like superheroes is the is is a is like is a is a contemporary thing isn't it they weren't even superheroes i mean what, what they were just like no, I, don't, I don't mean like the superheroes i know i know, what you, but I know what you mean i don't know yeah. I, I know you weren't saying they were superheroes but they they were i'm trying to think they were just like this this ridiculous uh facade of masculinity i strived after i, I, I strove after that um that physical ideal and um actually i attained it there's a there's an online trainer, a guy called Mike Matthews. Um, has written uh, a series, uh, a book called Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, <laughs> and I uh, I fo- and I followed his program, and I became one of his success stories. You know, I saw the pictures. Yeah, you were ripped. Yeah, I was. But the thing was, is what, what uh, obviously that's all well and good, but you know, it was an online program, and what Mike prescribed wasn't. You know, it it was it was pretty sim- It was pretty straightforward it was good it was it's okay stuff but it you know it, it's like what uh, mike wouldn't know is that i was going at it with a you know uh a, with a set with a set of traumas with a set of ideas about masculinity um uh, uh a mindset a, uh, an externally focused western driven mindset you know a cultural uh detachment from my body so it's my mind pushing my body to do something um, to look a certain way to just be like um so you were think, you were you were engaging yeah. in the activity but you were almost abusing the body would you say 
I think I, I think it's funny. I listened to a, a, a podcast about movement, um, which uh, I really love. Uh, it's called We Move. You'll hear about how they've broken themselves with running. Um, you know, and I think a lot of people initially come into it from a, a Western, from whatever their physical pursuit is, they come into it from a, you come into it from a, um, a perspective of, of like having this ideal form, whether it's times in running or a physique or numbers as in weight in lifting, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna PB, you're gonna crush it, you're gonna crush your goals. We see all this stuff on Instagram all the time, right? Mm. Um, and you've just got to be really wary of that. I mean, all those, you know, all of those. And I knew this at the time. Mike, Mike's a, a pretty. Mike Matthews is a pretty straightforward guy. He do, he's he doesn't he doesn't advocate taking any um, steroids, any you know, any performance enhancing drugs. It's like you look at any professional bodybuilder uh, or any or any uh, Instagram uh, fitness uh, influencer. They're on gear. You can't be the shape they're in. You can't. You can't look like a side of beef. You can't have massive serratus, huge shoulder, and that's fine. It's like it's not a value. It's like that. That wasn't what I was interested in. Um, so you know, in some ways, it was a very holistic, you know, uh, wholesome way that, that that was prescribed. But I was going at it with a mindset where I was just going to be. I, I could, you know, I was thinking about this this morning, actually, Reverend, not knowing that we were going to speak, and I remember uh, uh, an ex-girlfriend. Um, uh, her, she was in therapy, um, and her therapist had, se had said about. I'd really got into training at the time, and he had said, and uh, she had repeated it to me, and it really irked me at the time that it was I was doing it because it was something that I could control. Yes. Yeah. Life isn't, con and at the time I was like, he can fuck off. Who's he? Don't 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 analyze me. Because um, mm. I was very defensive. You know, I had a fragile male ego. I was very defensive. I started training in the gym. There was no information. You could buy Arnie's books, really, and you follow. You just and then you listen to you listen to these old idiots in the gym who were broken, but they were, you know. And I didn't know at the time they were jacking. I didn't know they were on gear. They were just big. I got to a point um, where I was. I looked like I could have been on the cover of Men's Health, um, at least my physique did. Um, but I, my, uh, I had a three-year-old son at the time. He wasn't sleeping. Um, so I wasn't getting enough sleep. Um, uh, something pretty serious had happened at the production company I was working at at the time. There had been a financial issue. Um, there had been a change of management. Um, we had to get a production out. I was, I was all of a sudden, uh, uh, because I could design as well as um, develop, I'd been given the task of running a marketing campaign for uh, a Netflix show, which was amazing. I was like, I'm never going to get the chance to do this otherwise. Uh, like, yeah, sure, I'll design that and I'll run the in, I'll run the the social media campaign because I yeah I can run the social media campaign. I can create a I can create a strategy. I used to do it for Global Vans. This is fine. I was working too hard. I wasn't sleeping, and I had goals in the gym. So I I was like I'm not going to give them up. I was eat. <laughs> I was eating, I was counting my macros. God, don't I mean I'm glad my wife isn't here. She just I've traumatized her about. I was six percent body fat. It was insane, you know. I was like I was uh, I, I was sounds, sounds like sounds like it was a, a wonderful result, but it sounds like it was a bit of an obsession. Would that be right? Something had to give Ravenol and it was my back. Mm. And it went bad. It first of all, my leg was hurting, Ravenel, and I was, and I, my my right leg was hurting. Um, 
through like basically any if you if you're I was sitting at a desk so I was telling you I was I wasn't sleeping so my body wasn't recovering I was it turns out I later found out I was lift what I was lifting regularly recreationally would, would have been enough to place me for my age and my weight in in the medals in the UK powerlifting uh, wow. um, uh, and I didn't know I'm a little I'm a little guy at height stature wise so I'm looking at guys in the gym who are in, you know, touching six foot, maybe weigh twice as much as me, and they're lifting twice as much as me. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not comparing myself. I'm like, I'm going to fucking Well, you're, com you you're comparing <laughs> yourself to them. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, people say, oh, that small man syndrome. It's just like, well, I've just, that's what I'm seeing around me. Yeah, I'm, it's like, yeah. so. So so did your back properly pack in? What happened? Uh, well, so yeah, my leg was hurting and I was trying to mobilize still and I thought I could get through it and I just wasn't listening. Um, and this is a, obviously anyone who comes to my uh, uh, most of what I write now and and the the, uh, the work that I'm doing my wife is about is about listening to the body, the body's own wisdom. The body is very wise. It, it tells you very clearly and it goes in stages. It whispers, you know, mm, you know, you, you stop being able to sleep you you um you start having discomfort um and that's that's saying to you this is i'm I, this is, uh, you need to stop doing that but the, if you're disconnected the brain says i it, it just doesn't want to know it's like i'll just i'll take it's I'll, okay. I'll, it's I'll take okay. i'll take a i'll take a supplement i'll stretch i'll do an extra you know uh, i'll be okay i'll uh, yeah. And then if you don't listen to the if you don't listen to the whisper, it starts to shout at you, you know. And that's where it's at. I was I was I had a pain in my leg, and I was just like, oh, it doesn't matter as long as I mobilise it and warm up properly before I'll be fine. Um, and then if you don't listen to the shouts, it just knocks you on your ass and just yeah. says, "Will you listen?" And, and and it can go further than that. If you don't listen at that point, um, you can end up with serious. This isn't how all. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, but it, it can result in serious disease as well. Um, the body what, will, the body will stop you. Mm. And what what uh, what happened with your back? I was told I'd torn a ligament in my back um, by a really. It turns out to be, and I didn't know any better. I just I was still taking other people's word for it. Um, actually, my back. What I now what I've now come to discover for myself through this. Uh, flaring up again actually quite recently is that actually what my back does it, it what it did it went into spasm it like it basically I was out of alignment I was putting a lot of weight through it um and it went it locks the 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 the, the, the lower back locks um to protect me and mm. won't let go if you know how to stop and relax and come back into alignment um you could like you never need to get into that place i mean i'm not suggesting i could still lift in that way and not get into that place but part of the thing about aligning and coming into relaxation is is not lifting that way as well obviously yeah. but um yeah so um it, it, it's learning to listen and learning to take time um to come back to the body and what it's telling you it's it, like the body has a has an innate wisdom um i couldn't walk it was I couldn't put on my I couldn't put on my own shoes and I, I, I know that this isn't and what I and the reason I've started sharing the the experience that I have um, and I think that's what knowledge is is experience right I don't know if you'd agree it's, it's just it's like when things ring true it's because 
I think you've gone through something and other people go through it. Uh, it's like, you know, with, what I started sharing the experience that I'd had and the insight that I'd had from it. And immediately people coming back to me going, oh, that's happened to me too. That's bit mm. that, and it's it's been it's been quite amazing. I you know I'm I'm not a I'm you know I'm not a coach. I'm not a, of any kind. Life coach, a fitness coach, uh, a mental emotional coach, men's coach. All the I've, I've done a, a I've well, maybe we'll come to that. I've, I've been inadvertently begun doing a little bit of that, but it's not it's not what I do. But people have come to me because it's a lived thing. Mm. Uh, it it does ring true. So you had a, a bit of a physical breakdown in that sense with the back um, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned perhaps you had a few other uh, moments where you, where you kind of came to a uh, a crisis moment. What what changed in your life? What did you start to do consistently different that means that now you're sort of you know deeper on the journey, if you like, than not just doing the same things that you were before. Well, uh, as I said, I try. I I I kind of when I had the injury, I just was like, right, well, I'll take the time it takes to get over the injury, and then I'll get back to it. I'm not going to lie; it wasn't like an it wasn't like satori, uh, you know, which is like a Zen term for inst- instant uh, <laughs> enlightenment. It wasn't like my back went and I was enlightened. It's like you know, like one of those Zen parables. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a bit uh, too tidy, uh, isn't it? Yeah, God, wouldn't it be that? Wouldn't it be good if it was that simple? You know, it's like Eckhart Tolle, decide, you know, this story of he, you know, just uh, he couldn't live that way anymore. And then he he didn't. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad that happened for Eckhart. He's, you know, he he's helped many people on the path. So I'm not going to sit here and deride Eckhart Tolle. Would that be a ludicrous thing to do? Um, but, it, you know, it, it's like, it doesn't happen that way for everyone is what I'm saying. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, I thought I was just going to get back to it, Ravenel, and I just, I tried to ignore it and carry on as things were um and uh, and as I think I've alluded to my you know it's like it wasn't just my training that was, everything was out of balance I was wor- I was I was pushing in work I was um and ignoring my well-being and work I was probably I was pushing in my personal life and ignoring my well-being in my personal life all that stuff I did that I, you know was felt like a blessing being able to do that marketing and that design work for that tv show burnt me out as well so I left that company and went and worked with a smaller company going from startup to startup is hard you know it's like it's Tough, all yeah. so no I, I i appreciate your honesty you know you you'd had the, the the difficult back but you were just about to kind of get back into it i'm really curious because when i look at you now online i see you as someone um who at least on a daily basis is thinking about these things and obviously you know uh has been through to, a bit of a journey I have to. I'm alive. It's like I, it's like I, I, I'm I'm conscious. I'm I'm in, I'm I'm dealing with having a body with aging. You know, it was, it was the Buddha said, "Old age, sickness, and death." Those, <laughs> you know, life. It, it, those are the. Th- I'm I'm. Uh, uh, we're all dealing with those things. For me, it's a meditative practice. It's a way of coming in. It's like it's a ritual. Hmm. It's a sacred space. I think strength training. Um, can be, you know, it can, I think it's like, the, you know, because there's bodybuilding and it, it can seem slightly ridiculous to anyone on the outside. I think it's a poor rap, but it, it's like you have to have presence. You have to have self-awareness. You have to have you have to have qualities of um, mm. patience, kindness, compassion. You have to be consistent. People say all the time, oh, do you, how do you get like that? And it's like, well, so I just use the gym voice. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, um, you know, right, mate. You, you're right, mate. Uh, 
<laughs> that's awful. That's really um, that's not fair. You know, because just teasing. I think. Yeah, I, I, often a lot of the joke, like you, you, you know, you, you pinpointed. I'm self-deprecating, so that you know, I'm from that. I am that. So I don't. It's like I feel like I can take the piss. Just in the small amount that I've heard from you today, I what I'm remembering is a guy who's a party guy. Uh, always had a mm. bit of an interest in on the side of, you know, reading a few meditation books or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then he's uh, continued that kind of party lifestyle on for quite a long time. Then he's kind of Too got long. into, then he's got into fitness and sort of maybe mm. a little bit of a macho thing and whatever. So where you are now to me is a big shift from that. I'm not to say that you've left behind, like you say, you're mm. still integrative in the way that you mm-hmm. still have the weights and stuff. What I really want to know is, you know, to me, it's a very different. You're, 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 there's a wisdom uh, I pick up from you, and 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 especially that integrative thing. I want to read something to you that I, I, I when I was just researching earlier, it was something that came up on something that you'd shared. It's from a thing called the Sacred Sons and the Rise of the Embodied Masculine. Mm-hmm. So talk about men are conditioned not to feel. We're taught to numb our innate ability to experience sensation. Mm-hmm. Instead, led to derive our value from our ability to achieve. It happens in a myriad ways throughout our youth, the most directly through the mechanism of shame. You're ashamed for our vulnerability, both by boys, uh, both by men and women who've adopted a certain sort of old macho view of the world. Now, you are not just talking now about fitness or meditation. You really have an integrative uh, approach. And so I just wonder in was you know with your therapy with your fitness with your meditation with your even been doing like sex therapy and different things yeah yeah yeah. how how have you i get the feeling that it's more than these are just interests i get the feeling that your life has brought you to here do you see what i mean yeah 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 give me a little bit of an insight of, of, of what it doesn't just happen overnight like how did you know how did you get to to sort of really committing down on these things and making sure you could sort of w- integrate them, I think that's a really important word. Well, I, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't have a choice anymore, Reverend. And I've, I've hinted at that. And I, as while I was talking about the last production company, I was at. It, it went. We we got a great film out. Um, it was a really, it was a beautiful creative process, but it wasn't a great uh, business experience. Um, my father had just died. Um, mm. uh, work wasn't working um i had a few person uh, i was still very disassociated from my body from myself um and as a result from from my my wife i um i think it's fair to say um and we left uh, we, we sold up we left london um uh, and due to the work and personal stresses i'd lost i like some i'd come to personal um not not physical blows but we'd fallen out with some some long-term friends uh begun to really evaluate what was and what wasn't important to me one of them was the business person that i've worked with on this film um i didn't you know we didn't see eye to eye on it um and there was a circle of friends um uh, uh i had uh i had an emotional breakdown um i'd pushed myself and tried to hold this 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 and I, I think I talked about this at the beginning. I was trying to set this up where we got to. I had a fabricated idea of who I was, um, mm. and none of it was real. None of it was real, and I couldn't, I couldn't live up to it. And it wasn't serving me. Um, not live, no, I couldn't live up to it. it was, there was nothing to live up to. It was, it was a lie. 
It was mm. bullshit, and it was based upon bravado, upon uh, uh, images that were given of masculinity. Um, and underneath it all, I uh, was I felt completely disconnected from my from my masculinity, um, my sexuality. Um, uh, I had mm. I felt like I had no power. Um, per and when I'm talking about power, I don't mean power in the world. Because that's the thing that my my uh, that that my ego would have been so the, the thing that had that broke down would have been looking for was like power through being recognised as a producer or you know or making a certain amount of money or living in a certain sort of house. It's like yeah. I had no I had no power, life force, energy. Mm. I was throwing it away, and I was dis I had no relationship with my body. Um, and I had emotional breakdown um, and I'd suffered, uh, I'd had, I've, I mean, you know, we talked about my whole, you know, my youth and my 20s and my drinking and we haven't talked about the, the, the shadow side of that was the depression that I had all the way through that. I had depression and anxiety, very, very, you know, debilitating, suicidal thoughts, um, uh, f you know, feelings of not being enough, whatever enough is. Um, mm. Uh, but not meeting up to a whatever um, society's idea of what I should be at certain stages in my life and ideas that I had for myself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a beautiful quote you read. There's a, another podcast that's out with my uh, of me talking about my uh, coming to my work with my uh, tantric healer, um, Michelle Roberton. And that was like a journey back to being able to feel, Ravi. Mm. Um, you know, it's like we're we're given this model of sex mm. in our society. Um, that's like this is Masters and Johnson's uh, created idea that's based on the male arousal curve. You know, it's get it up, get it in, get it off. That's it, right? Mm. That's mm. what that's what sex is, and it's and it's, it's perpetuated and portrayed in pornography, where it's all just about. These ideas, you know, it, it, you know, it's another, it's another, it's an, it's a Hollywood. It's like it, 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 those porn stars, you know, may as well be there. They may as well be Arnold Schwarzenegger's, you know, or it, it's just like there's a, it's a ridiculous representation of sexuality in it. You know, it's like penises aren't valued um, unless they're, you know, unless they're in a certain state, unless they're, but you know, men are men, and their penises aren't valued unless they're performative. Unless yeah. they do certain, and it's like a male sexuality. You in society, you're given this idea that you that your performance is you're, you're responsible for your partner's pleasure, which is it's a fallacy. You know, that's it's like it's it's a, it's an interaction between two people, two people. between well, two, between two energy systems, and it's also mm -hmm. an interaction with yourself. If you have no connection with yourself, if you have no if you have no, if you're not in touch with your own body, with your own ability to feel. But I, like, Ravi, I think my, I, like, I was so disconnected. And, you know, it's like you know, we can talk about we can talk about Eastern systems, we can talk about Western systems. Like, but I was, you know, I was cut off from uh, from here, from here down. I couldn't feel below the waist. Um, you know, and it, it's like in and. Um, I, I wasn't. I wasn't addicted. I wasn't. I didn't have a porn addiction. But there's plenty of people. There's plenty of people do know. It's That's a big thing of, now. Yeah. Plenty of young men do, and it, it's like it, it. It's like it's like social media. It's the same thing. It works in the same way. Uh, and I, I have had addictions, as I, we mm. have talked about. 
Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about the amount of cocaine that I did in the, mm. in the northeast place because I'm not. It's like who cares? It's like just like there was a snowstorm in, in the record industry in the in the noughties, in the nineties, and the noughties, and it's like it was disgusting. Um, but what's uh, but what what's interesting about it, as you say, it's not about the the drug or to glamorize it or not. It's about the medicating way in which we use these things whether it could be working out i, I don't even think it's medicate i mean i i would have said it's like self-medicating but i think it, it it's like it's it's a distraction it's yeah a, i don't it, mean medicine it, as in it cures you i mean as no, in it numbs you no, no i know exactly it, it, yeah it takes you it, it, it takes you away from the experience I, I read an amazing book by um i might get the name wrong by <laughs> uh, uh no i read um vagina by um Naomi Wolf. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, yeah, um, and I loved it. Uh, amazing book about uh, the. Is that the vagina monologues? No, no, no. That's it's, different. It's, it's, yeah. No, no, no. That's a that's a um, uh, stage. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. it's not a play. It's different women appear okay. in that. Um, you know, I think there's there's this amazing revolution of women, and the women are leading the way um, in coming back to uh, a self love. And a self appreciation and self pleasure. I mean, men are a bit lost at that at the moment because they're, they're the old masculine, mas the, mas the old masculine has been seen to be under attack. But it's just like you know, you know, the patriarchy is under attack, and it's like you know, I just want to say this really clearly: men are not the patriarchy. There's, it's like no. there's a di there's a different there's there's a, there's a difference. Um, we 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 may you know we we benefit from the patriarchy as you know mm. you know being you know I I'm a white western middle-aged male i could you know that i i reap uh, you know untold benefits as the uh, you know as the current cultural dialogue says which is a, a another thing um but at the same time we're underneath it as well you know we're we're, we're we have to well, we're real people you know it, we can classify men, people as you know men women this and that but each of us are individual living conscious beings trying our best well, to sort of well, men are also you know men are also subject to the the archetypes of the patriarchy you know yes. this stout this this unfit you know not being vulnerable um uh and i think that you know there's been massive movements towards that i don't you know i see i i don't think that's as as big a, i think i'm i'm bringing up a young man i see other people bringing up young men now and mm. The, it's the, the, there's no talk about them not feeling. There's no there's no man up conversation that I hear going on among my peers. I'm not saying it doesn't go on. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not. You know, it, it's I don't I, I I don't see that, and I don't. You know, I, I I'm not in a London. You know, I'm not in a. You know, I was in a West London borough and going to a very multicultural um, school. Uh, you know, my I wasn't. My son was going to that school. I'm now in a. You know, I'm in a. I'm in a small village on the south coast. And it's very real, you know. This I, you know, it, it's like I've come back home. This is where you know people, you know, mm. tradesmen, um, it, 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 trade yeah. women. It's still there's not bringing their sons up to be, like, you know, don't you know, mate, don't be a poof, like, which is what. And I, I say that because that, in, in a pejorative way, because that's what I would have heard. Yeah, it would have been more common. That, I that, think that, that, we, we, we like it's a horrible thing to hear, and it's a horrible thing to say. And that was what that was the cult that was the, the, the cultural language that I was brought up in. Yeah. And it was you know, like like homosexuality being being and you know being used as a term as abuse, you know. So, yeah. so, so we were brought up underneath that. And so you so you trying to conform to that it mm. is traumatic. 
You know? But it's interesting too that you mentioned earlier about um, you know not feeling enough and all of these things, and I think it's something that all of us feel in in some ways or another at different times. And I, you know, you mentioned that moment where you kind of had the the breakdown. Even as you were speaking, I could imagine that that moment must have been the most painful moment, but at the same time, the most wonderful moment because now. It, it gave birth to what could come afterwards, right? Um, and so how did I, you... I would only say in retrospect, um, I felt ashamed, Ravenel. Yeah, like that's... This was, this was another sign. I felt like it was another sign of my, my weakness. Okay. Um, so in, in retrospect, you, you know, all of those things, it's like they're, it, it's like, they're, like breakdowns are breakthroughs. Yeah. You know, it's like the it, 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 the analogy that I gave earlier—the body talking to you quietly—and in the end, it screams. It's like it, uh, uh, you hear it, and it's like in the end, you 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 either listen or it or it's going to stop you dead. Yeah, you know, people. You know, people. Plenty of people have not come back from breakdowns, right? Yes, definitely. No, I can. I that's and, my, I, and I have my contemplative. Um, it, that that's where it's like I, I've started doing breath work recently. Uh, you know, as, as a lot of people have. Um, you know, when first people when people started, my my coach started putting my program, do breath work. And I was like, what do you mean, do breath work? And I'd been doing and I'd been doing mindfulness of breathing. Um, I'd uh, for regularly as a dedicated practice for uh, for over a decade. And as I said before, I'd first read about it when I was in my twenties. You know, mm. uh, but breath work, I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. But uh, it, it's like uh, what you discover through that. You know, it brings you back to self. Right. I thought one of the things in breath work is the most simple breath work you can do is awareness of breathing yeah. being aware of your breath and bringing your breath bring being your contact to your body and being the way that your mind comes into contact with your body in a way that your mind can settle into the experience of being embodied because your mind you know it's like you know in the west you know is it you know does the mind does the mind rule the body or does the body it's like they're one thing you know, the heart and the mind are one thing. I mean, this is in one thing that I, you know, one thing that I learned first of all as a theory uh, and as a concept in Buddhism is the idea of the heart mind, which in in the language of the Buddha is chitta, is the heart and the mind are one thing. And they're in constant conversation. What the heart feels, the mind thinks. And what the mind thinks, the heart feels. And that's what I'm talking about, where reality's created. Yeah emotion creates our thoughts and our thoughts can create our emotions and actually there's more like you know the whole western top down which i have been vic i've victimized myself with which i've beaten myself up with the head making the body do things yeah. um is like it, it's a it's a falsehood because there's more information coming up the vagal nerve from the heart from the body from the gut from the enteric nervous system our second brain in our gut coming up to the brain then there is information coming down. So we, you know, it, it's the, the mm. I could, I, I, fortunately I had that, I had that practice to, to when, when everything fell away, when the, when the brittle, ridiculous construct that I'd put in place that was me fell away, I fell into, I fell into awareness. I had how awareness you, to fall into. How did you talk me through the, the uh, the steps of, of how, you know how did you tackle it? Yeah, I I did. I that would be if, if I said I had an approach. So this is where this is where the, again when I was saying I how don't mean you, I don't mean I, sorry that you had a, a formulate like a clever plan or anything. I mean how did it happen? 
in, well, in as, as I said earlier, like how the how my experience in the gym, uh, uh, it's like it's not like it, it, there's not like a direct relation. You gain resilience in the gym and you have resilience in life. And that's the way it's presented as a mm. pop psychology. Get strong in the gym. Learn to learn to, you know, overcome uh, adversity and you will be able to overcome adversity in life. That's bullshit. If you've got, if your mind's, if you, it, it, but what I learned from it was consistency. What I learned when, when I was talking about what I like Mike's program and why it worked for me, because I got given a set of tools and if, and I could consistently apply them, then you get results. Now the results were superficial, like getting in shape. You see before and after pictures of people. There's no before and after. It's a, that, that's a, that's a fixed moment in time. That's a, that's a, a coach's trick to get more clients. It's like, look at him here, look at him here. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I was buffed that week, but like that's that's what I've been training to. I'm I'm you know, I've been smaller than that, I've been bigger than that since. It's like it doesn't continue. It's it's a it's a consistency. That's what I had. So I came back. Uh so I I was I was, you know, in pieces. I was out there, I was at sea. And there's still parts of me that are oh, I'm not, I'm you know, it's still a work in process. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. uh Ravenel. I'm not gonna pretend that I'm um the the finished article i don't think there are finished articles as i've just but that's i think part of the, about through the, using the gym metaphor um so i can so i can one of the things i did um i sat i i made a commitment to sit every day and when i say sit it's a term that's used in buddhist circles for meditating i do i made a, uh, a commitment to sit every day for a year um so i so i did that I sat every day and I sat with, and a lot of the time you're just sitting with feeling shit. Mm. Um, um, but you've got that you, you can come back to the breath and you can come back to the present and then you can see that you're, you know, that it is our thing shit or is it my perception of things that are shit? I actually have a lot of, you know, um, I have a lot of beautiful thing. I have, I'm, I'm a lucky man. I have a wife that, that, loves me and believes in me and supports me and has been by my side all the way through this. I have a beautiful son. I have a house over my head. I have a roof over my head. Um, I live uh, a five-minute walk from the South Downs that way and the sea that way. I can cold plunge or I can walk on the Downs. Like, what's so bad? What's so yeah. bad? I'm, I'm, not make, I'm, I'm not making... Uh, I'm not in production on a Netflix show at the moment. I mean, no one's in a production on a Netflix show at the moment because <laughs> <laughs> because we are where we are. And it's funny. It, it's like it's amazing. I just started, like the, the the writings that you talked about on um, Instagram that I decided I felt safe doing. I never felt like I was a teacher, Ravenel. Mm. Um, I always felt like I'd always gone to people who like, I always wanted to. I, I'm amazed when I see people who are you know you know uh, life alchemists and you know uh, uh, you know claim to be you know i think you've got to be very wary of people presenting them on so on social media as the polished finished package yeah. um i was listening to um a teacher in a podcast of jamie Cato. i don't know if you've heard of him um have, yeah, guy, yeah 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 he was in he, he was one of the founders of faithless and it's now uh, uh, a uh, a life coach spiritual teacher and he was talking about this and it made me it made me chuckle because it's like yeah you know just like under you know people with these polished beautiful lifestyles and polished smiles and or you know you know yeah, yeah I, know, we, you know. You I know exactly what you mean um, so um, yeah it, it 
Yeah, I think I think what's um, what's beautiful is that you and thank you so much, by the way, for sharing what you shared. You know, because because um, I, I I can only imagine um, how difficult it must have been. Uh, but also, I want to just say that I like I, like I said earlier, ha- sometimes it's because of those breakthroughs. Because of those struggles, breakdowns or breakthroughs, revenue. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because of those, um, that the power of what you can share then on the way, you know, on the way to healing, on the way to being more wholesome, on the way to being more integrated, it has has real, they're real uh, revenue substance to it. Substance to it when you share it. They're not theories. Um, They're not. They're not um, pop psychology. that this is this is the experience that I've had. I've um, I've been ashamed of my masculinity. I've I've been ashamed of my uh, my penis. I've been ashamed of myself as a man. These are things, uh, uh, and it's affected how I turn up in the world. Yes, I, I listened a little bit to you. Sent me a link to your uh, the podcast with them. Um, uh what was it no don't say because i want to try and get it uh, yeah. um um was it was it connecting my cock and my heart yes that yeah that was it, it. Yeah. and it made me laugh and i was listening to the podcast and, and the two of you were talking about stuff and it was quite very you know genuinely um interesting and, and sort of good stuff but every so often i just found myself laughing just because right. because right. of the and it is, it's a sort of a taboo, a sort of a shame about talking about certain things. And I think that's why stand-up comedians, um, that you get that laugh out loud, explosive laughter that people have when something mm. is talked about that you just don't talk about, but everyone knows. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And so... Oh, that, yeah, that's definitely how comedy works, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, in this instance, um, I think there is a lot of... Uh, I could relate to a few things, you know, the the feeling when it comes to um, sex of, of the pressure of feeling like you have to perform. And it's almost like you're about and to go on stage and speak to a, a thousand people or something. Or, well, you know. well, listen, well, okay, listen to this. If you want to know about it, uh, this is a comedy anecdote. So I, uh, Will Blunderfield, who I ended up, uh, who asked me to give that talk, I'd, I'd posted on a, a comment on uh, an online on a on a sexologist who has a, a great page on um, Instagram, and uh, his name's Cam Fraser, Australian young Australian guy, really working in this field of um, male uh, male shame, male sexuality, um, semen uh, the, the 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 power of semen retention for health. Mm. Um, but it, but not in a real, again not in a because that can become there's a, there's a whole tantra field and that can become really performative as well you know like competitions about who hasn't ejaculated yeah. for the longest and it's just like, yeah, yeah. it's just like how is that help how is that helpful it's just another thing to try and be the alpha male in and it's just like that's that's not the point um so yeah I got I uh, I'd, I'd made this comment on this and this 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 really interesting guy um the naked yogi actually he's just changed his name to the naked wild man Will Blunderfield um I'd seen it and picked up on it um and I'd written this thing about um in response to something that Cam had posted about penis shame and I'd I'd said like uh, I'd been through having penis shame and shame of being a man 
just being a man and, sh and the shame of being under, of living under the ideas of what it meant to being a man. Um, but not me, not anymore. I'd said I'm, 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 I'm not ashamed of my cock. I love my cock. Um, and it sounds like a really silly thing. It sounds like a really silly thing to say. And yeah, it, it gets a laugh. Um, and it's like, and, and I think a lot of people say, well, all men love their cocks. And it's like, do you know what? Not they really. Don't. Yeah. They might love. No. They might love them in certain states. They might like. They might. They might like the idea of themselves. They might, you know, a short moment love the idea of themselves, and they when they're. You know when they're having sex and they're fully they're fully hard and they feel like they're they're doing something they're making their partner come who you know whoever that is. but most of the time it's just like it's a tool to piss with um mm. or it or or they or they're having every you know it's like it's like 90 percent of men have reported having erectile dysfunction and mm. it's just normal right it's just this uh, but the penis has as many nerve endings soft as it does hard yeah. It's like you, you you have the same capacity for pleasure, and it's just these 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 boring, limited ideas of what of how what sex is and what what a man is, and I'm just not willing to live underneath that anymore. And it's been for, it, it's like, it, so yeah, Will asked. Uh, so I'd written that a post about that, um, and Will had taken it and taken it forward, and then he asked, he, and he and he dropped me a message saying, "Oh, would you mind talking uh, about that?" He runs this group. Um, where uh, this 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 weekly Zoom group, this um, naked uh, it's men's it's sex kung fu, it's okay. called, and it's it, it's it's um, applying the methods of Mantak Chia, who's a Taoist um, sexual teacher and master. I mean, he's on um, like London. He's done a podcast on London, really, and you'll find him really easily. And Will teaches these um, groups of men. Um, and it's a Zoom group, weekly Zoom group, and it's naked. Um, and I was like, yeah, and he'd, like, he'd asked me a couple of times. And then I was like, yeah, all right, well, I'll come and I'll talk about that. And I thought he just meant turn up and it would be a men in circle. And I'd just say a little piece to it about it, like I'm saying to you now. And that'd be it. And then it was, and then he just announced it. It's like next week, uh, Matt will be coming and he will be giving us a talk upon connecting <laughs> the cock to the heart. And I, and it's that when you just said about standing up, and I just shared this to Will, with Will yesterday, the the, the the humor of this. And so I don't mind sharing it with you now. So, mm. so you've given that example of, of all of a sudden having to talk in front of, uh, like, you know, the anxiety. Did you do it naked? Did you do it naked? I got, so the first talk, public talk, and teaching that I'd given around male about masculinity and sexuality and leading a men's group, I did naked. Wow. So it's like, it's the classic anxiety dream, right? It's like, I was giving a talk and then all my clothes fell off. And it's like, no, no, I just, I was, and I, before I it was happening, off. I looked at my wife and, I, said, and I, was, I looked at my wife and I was like, is this really happening? Like there's yeah. a classic lucid dream um, <laughs> technique that you can have is where you, you, you pinch yourself uh, uh, in you know, and you keep doing this oh, all the time. And you, and, and, the dream, isn't and, it? Yeah. And, you, and you and you and you check the the text on things. You can't. So if you constantly do this in your waking reality, you constantly check whether you're asleep or not. In the end, it becomes a subconscious pattern, and you do it in a dream. And, and then you, you can do whatever you want, and you go, "I am dreaming." And I've done that. I like part of my things that I've done on expat, you know, chasing consciousness. Of course, we're taking the acid because you, you know, that's going to subconscious stage. But that's another story. Yeah. Before I went and gave this talk, I was to my wife. He's like. Uh, is this really just about to happen? Am I about to do this? Um, and I did, and it was it was it How was, was it? great. It yeah, was great. It feel, um, feel a bit liberating, kind of in a way. Well, I th the thing is, it's like interesting, isn't it? Because I thought, you know, I was going in and I was talking about my lack of shame, and then obviously elements of shame came up through doing it. 
there yeah. were some uh, movement exercises that you do that, that are part of the Taoist sexual kung fu. And I started getting a bit aroused doing it. And I was like, oh, this, <gasps> you can't be aroused in front of other men feeling. Wow. And it's just like, actually, what's that about? Yeah. Hold on, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing this sexual practice. Of course, you're going to get aroused. And then you realize how much, it, you know, what shame you are. It's like you want it. So you, you have these ideas about wanting to form and being and getting aroused. But then you have shame about getting aroused. Mm. It's, it's like it's there's an all the conflict creates ten, anywhere you have conflict creates mm. tension. And this and this is again as a gym. There's something I've learned anywhere you have tension. You've got you're going to create you're going to create stress and breakdown and problem. Yeah, it's so interesting. All of these things are integrated. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say it's interesting because I think in pretty much every culture, um, there is sex is an incredibly powerful thing, and I think it's really. Uh, I've not done a lot of work on it, but I think it's really great when you know people start to do work to kind of integrate it or to connect it to the divine or see it in a in a more wholesome way it's rather how, than it's how but, all of us came here ravi it's how all of us came here it yeah is, but what, it, yeah. it is it's it, it, it's like it sounds like i'm talking you know it, it can sound woo -woo. when i'm when i'm talking about life force it can sound woo, woo you know but it is life force that's how life comes into being and if you can you if you can work with your own life force you can use it within yourself for mm. your own health and well-being and if it's out of line it, and we live in a system, you know, our culture comes from, uh, you know, a Jado Christian sin-based culture. You know, Adam and Eve, sex this is, is what I was sin. about to get to. Covering it's, it's... yourself, covering yourself, you, you know, the first thing that, that Adam and Eve did when they became aware was cover themselves up. And, and then it, it, that all comes to, like, our ideas of being better than the native cultures because mm. they don't wear clothes. And so they're somehow inferior to us. These people live in harmony with nature. They live, they don't have this it's that they don't have the taboos they don't have the same shame you know and I don't want to I don't want to romanticize I don't want to be I don't want to be some you know 19th century romanticist as well you know it's it's not it's like living uh, indigenous life is hard yeah yeah it is hard as well but it's real but it, it's a real hardness hardship it's not the hardship that I that, that I went through as you know, as you know, from being God, this isn't a term you've heard for ages, like being metrosexual in the nineties, or <laughs> yeah. you know, where, you know uh, all these these hardships that are just meaningless. They're they're culturally created. They're they're put on us by uh, by, and all we absorb them, we put them on ourselves from <laughs> accepting culture as reality. It's yeah, not real. they're it's not, not they're real. not hardships from the direct uh, environment no. or the the natural environment. That's real. That's real. Yeah. The body's the, the body is real. Breath is real. Sensation mm. is real. Nature is real. Mm. Do you know what? Um, no, absolutely. And I, I was just going to say that kind of idea, that shame idea, is why so so many people, most people, I would say, are are have a lot of shame and are conflicted and around around sex and i think as you say it's such a powerful force that if it's not aligned yeah if it's not aligned and in a healthy way then it can it can actually be really detrimental to you because it's, well, it's such it, a powerful it's, it's, thing well this is psychodynamics this is psychodynamics isn't it it's like you repress some you repress a powerful force and it's going to come out in another direction and hit you yeah. 
yeah it's gonna so if you're not aligned alignment is um is is everything being aligned with your 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 awareness your body your and the natural forces within your body are mm. vital to living uh, uh to, to living uh, a life of of natural well-being mm. listen you know i know that you are um also launching a podcast very soon um yes. the body the body knows is that right yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. Well, um yeah so th these themes uh uh, um, uh, things that I care about very much, um, and um, also my uh, I'm, I'm launching it with my wife Marcella. She was a yoga teacher. Um, that's been her. That was her path. Um, she's she's like me. She's lived a fit in a life of uh, where physicalities have been a very important thing. She's a you know a spiritual practitioner. She was a dancer before. Now she's a movement therapist. Uh, she's uh, Mexican, um, and she teach. She also has lear learned. Um, like uh, native shamanic uh, practices, she's currently sort of moving more into teaching um, through using sort of uh, the indigenous um, mm. uh, practices and teachings of her culture. Um, so yeah, we're looking to speak to people, you know, uh, along those lines who have that who have that same experience who've come into, uh, you know, uh, an understanding of the body and and well being. Um, mm. And to so, live life that are more integrated, and hopefully we can help. You know, as as the things that I've shared, I've begun sharing in this this year. How I've seen how that has touched a nerve, um, and how you know even what you've picked up on on it, and how it's oh, like yeah. those things do resonate. They are, you know, they are truths because they are lived truths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to, speak, we, want to we want to create a resource that that can share that and share that on a, on a greater scale with people. Nice, and people can follow you at Matt Wakeham. I'll put all yep. these in the notes as well, all the links yeah, and everything. Yeah. But um, just before we finish up, Matt, um, from all of the different um, things that you've sort of been practicing and everything else, what's in, a, in literally one or two sentences, what would you sum up um, as being something that people can begin with, let's just say, if they're – uh, something simple, something simple that people can begin with on a daily basis. I loved what you said about consistency every day. What, yeah. would you, what would you recommend people begin with? The tool that you have that can bring you back into the present is the first thing you do when you're born. It's the last thing you do when you die is your breath. So mm. if you can simply just do this as many times as you can remember to the, through the day, this mm. is the simplest practice I can give with you. I'm not giving you mindfulness of breathing. I'm not. It's the bot. Just be aware of one breath. In, out. Breathe in for the same length. Breathe out for the same length. If you can be aware of that one breath, as often as you can remember, come. It will bring you back to the present. To the present in the body. And that's the only place we exist. There are lots of spiritual traditions that look to take you, transcend the body, take you out of the body. This is where we live. This is where mm. we live now, in my mm. opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely. And my experience. Yes. And certainly right now, while we're embodied, it's absolutely 100% true. And um, the way yes. that we finish, uh, so I, I thank you for that, Matt. I, I appreciate uh, that. It, it, that was um, that was nice. Um we are, I always finish up the podcast with um, six just very, very short questions. Uh, kind Super. of about the big pillars of life, the big issues of life, if you like. Just two or three sentences on each one. 
you can talk about how you feel about it now and if there's been an evolution for you over over time maybe share a little bit about that but just real short and simple family they're the people who know you and um yeah as i told you before i met my sister when i was 30 i didn't know her before and it was like unbelievable that person <laughs> i what a gift what a gift my uh, our father's infidelity was my, my sister's and I, she lives just up the road from me now. Our children play together. One, yeah, great family. Uh, you know, I'm. I feel very blessed. My family's there for me. I know a lot of people don't have that same experience. Mm, that's lovely. Um, friendship comes and goes. Mm. In my experience, and now I'm older. If you'd have asked me a decade ago, I would have probably been more focused on my friends than I would have been my family um there are times for friendships and uh i think they you can don't take them for granted things come and things go yeah yeah that's uh money it's complex money's uh um you know it's it's current it, you know the word is currency right it's the it's the energy upon uh which our system runs upon um uh i've i certainly don't think it's the root of all evil um uh i've had times where i've had plenty of money i've had lots of times where i've had no money um i've learned to um be comfortable with whatever is in the present moment but i know it's nice when you've got money and you can do as you wish with that it's a it's a tool it's a good tool yeah yeah nice answer thank you health if you haven't I mean, this is a this is a you know this is a cliche if you haven't got your health you haven't got anything i've had you know it's like i've gone from being as i we have discussed i've gone from being uh, 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 an idealized Western physique to not being able to stand within the matter of one deadlift. Um, and if you're, you, 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 if you, if you, if you don't have your health, you can't live. You can't, that's just that simple. It's the most, it's the most valuable gift we have. It's life. Um, do mm. everything to nurture it, cherish it, um, maintain it. Yeah. But you can yeah lovely um love can be any kind of love Lo well there's loves loves the universal elixir that's 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 what that's 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 what everything that um it's what everything comes from in uh my it's it sounds like a that may sound like a uh esoteric doctrine um but when I've been in my deepest states of absorption, uh, uh, the thing that holds me there is a, is a felt sense of love. It's that, it's, that is, again, that's another name for life force. Yeah, nice. And then finally, um, creativity or self-expression. Been, uh interesting that's an interesting one it should be play 
um, it's been my work um, and sometimes I can get exasperated with it. And the first word that came into my mind when you said creativity was play. And so thank you, Ravenel. That was a beautiful gift you've just given to me because I can get very, because I, I, it's been work and as we talked about structure and I can get very um, pushy about it. Um, and so that's an area I might need to work on, even though I've been a creative all of my life. Mm, well, you say I, I gave it to you, you just gave it back to me too. <laughs> so I I, um, I, um, I I like that a lot. And that's something for me to, to meditate on too. Listen, Matt, it's been wonderful to chat to you. Really appreciate it. Look forward to, you know, connecting more and more. And yeah, Ravenel, thank you so much for asking me to come on. Um, I do know, I, I was like, well, what am I going to talk to Ravenel about? Um, you know, people on podcasts, they have things to sell. They have their shtick worked out. And I really, you know, I was like, oh, you know, you wanted to talk to me and I trusted in that. Um, and I appreciate it. You've pointed me in some, you, you've pointed me in some directions. So thank you very much. No, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks a lot. I've learned so much from uh, the stuff that Matt shares uh, online. I really find it to be genuine, deep, authentic. And as you can hear from the conversation, very much uh, lived knowledge. You know, it's not just stuff that he thinks sounds good and he shares. It's really stuff that he's working through himself and it's really genuine and I really, really appreciate it. So make sure you go and follow Matt uh, online and also check out his podcast that he does with his wife. It's called The Body Knows Podcast do reach out and give us a rating and a review or feedback online it's very very encouraging to see and it's also so nice to hear your thoughts as well on these on these topics uh, next week i have a wonderful guest called vishaka devi dasi and she is the first um, temple president at a temple in watford which is called bhaktivedanta manor a beautiful uh, Hare krishna temple it was actually a house that belonged to george harrison and was given to the devotees in the 70s. It's really, really a lovely place to visit. They've got a lake and beautiful gardens and they've got cows there that they keep uh, in um, and sort of showing non-violent dairy. And they've got a beautiful um, temple and um, altar as well with lovely deities. So she's the first female temple president. She spent many, many years traveling with uh, her spiritual teacher, which is A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who brought many of these ideas from the ancient Vedas um, to the Western countries. He first came to the West in 1965, uh, and he spent time with the young people there at first in America and then traveled all around the world. And uh, it turned into what we, what we know today as the International Society for Krishna Consciousness or the Hare Krishna Movement. So she and her husband were uh, photographers and filmmakers, and they traveled around the world with Srila Prabhupada making um, films and capturing uh, the adventures uh, as the movement grew and as people uh, started to learn more and more about spiritual life. And um, she's written a beautiful book as well, which we'll talk about on the podcast. So I'd urge you to please join us for that next week. And in the meantime, have a really, really great day today and a great week ahead. Thank you.